Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. You're now tuning into the Who They Want podcast show. The show that does everything they don't. Real talk with real people. Let's go. Mwah. Welcome back to internationally known podcast show that does everything that they don't. You are now tuning in to who they want. And I got a special guest that's practically family in my book. You dig? Yes, yes we sir. Go way back. I'm talking about from freestyles in the classroom type history. And you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you dig, ladies and gentlemen. I got the great artist I know, Sonny P in the building. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Pleasure to be Man, on the show. What's going on? Man, chilling life, working, staying busy and productive. Got, you know, like I say, got some coming February 20th. But you so under the radar right now to like, it's scary. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Always moving silence. You got to move in silence. So, don't get me got wrong. The project coming February 2021. If they ain't heard you on SoundCloud, YouTube, oh, yeah. Facebook, if they ain't heard, they missing out on some real raw talent. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's 19 years. It don't take much. I can take a hiatus and, you know, come back like it's nothing. I keep fresh music. It's just like I said, I got a project, a bigger project that I've been working on. You know, it's been taking some time with it. But, like, I got everything. So it's just me trying to figure out when I want to drop it and do it at the right time, you know, with everything going on in this pandemic. But, you know, like I said, I keep God first, everything. Everything Amen. is so when you you accomplish much when you keep up um in your plans always definitely i can definitely agree to that because when you in this business life if you don't have your connection with god and on some spiritual oh, yeah. realm connections you'll see just how eat how harder the world how is harder it is as, <laughs> as opposed to you know what i'm saying trying to be of faith and walk through faith and i've learned that for so long that's always been my spirit yeah regardless but now it's like on a whole nother plateau whole nother of like I cannot do this without them. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're right about that. You got to keep them first. Do everything you do. So, that's a, like I say, I'm quiet right now. But when when I when I come out, you're going to know. You know, one thing. Beast I, mode. I already know. That's what I'm so afraid of. Because, like I said, we got over 10 years of history. So, oh, yeah. you say you making a boss move, it's like. Okay, she's gonna shut the industry down. I can say industry on a local plateau because once everybody say eight five zero music, as far as that showcase go, we automatically gonna 
go Bobby Fish, or we're gonna go okay. NDA the rapper or Blizz D or somebody like that. We don't never mention like artists that's like true to the pen as far as like yeah, dope true. lyricists. I mean, on some on some real shit, like I said, I, I've been writing for 19 years. So it's it's nothing new, you know. Everybody is 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 and when I got to ISU, I was trying to find my purpose, figure out what it was I wanted to continue majoring in. And I just thought my professors kept telling me, get into writing, so why not try it? And so I decided to look for something that I could say is my niche. You know, I didn't want to just be a regular reporter. I wanted to find something unique so that I could have a legacy. And so with that, I with me being home in Detroit, my mom always had me into books, always reading and stuff like that. And so I know a lot about black history. And I noticed that um, when I studied the newspapers on Illinois State's campus, whenever they um, referenced a person of color, it was for the areas of sports or entertainment or crime. And that was like the continuous stereotype I will always see. And I just thought about, you know, the Black Wall Street and how we had so many people who were entrepreneurs. We had a, a town full of people owning hospitals and libraries and stuff, but we don't hear about that. Right. And so I noticed that, like, I also noticed that um, when students come to schools like predominantly white institutions, they don't mm -hmm. know where to go to get their hair done or makeup or other things that cater to our culture. And so I just said, why not create what I want to see? And so um, I joined the school newspaper and I had my first goal of taking my platform to use it to expose more positive things that were going on in the black community, um, showing students that just because the newspaper tends to publish the stereotypical things, that's not true. You know, we can attain other things outside of those fields. And I, I have this quote, like, what they be is what they'll see. And if our students don't see ourselves in positions outside of entertainment or crime or athleticism, then they're going to think that they're limited as to what they could do. And so um, pretty much I used my platform when I got to the newspaper and shed light on all of these different things that were going on in the black community. I had a lot of support and my community pretty much came together and was like, Tiffany, you should apply to become something, you know, higher. You should become like an executive in the newspaper. And I'm like, y'all believe in me like that? Okay, so I'm gonna try. And so I tried. I um, applied to become an editor-in-chief and the editor-in-chief would allow um, me to hire more students into the newspaper. So. When wow. I, whenever I walked into the news the um, newsroom, it was always, you know, white people, of course. And I was one of the only black people there. So every time I walked in, I felt intimidated. And so I said, if I get the editor-in-chief position, I'll use that to, you know, hire more people that look like me and other minorities, not just black, you know, Mexicans, Chinese people, all, all types of ethnicities. And um, the person in the interview asked me what I would do with the position. And I was honest with them about that. They were not going for it. Um, we just didn't have the same views and they didn't give me the position, but they, they offered me to stay at the um, news team because I don't really know why, but they asked me to stay as a reporter. Um, I personally believe it was because like, I had a lot of readership, but I don't really know. Um, 
but I decided, no, I'm not going to stay. And instead of, you know, this person doesn't believe in what it is I want to do, I'm not going to continue to, um, you know, pretty much add to their company. I'm just going to create my own company. And uh -huh. so that's what I did. I um, branched off from the newspaper and I just started studying different layouts, different um, softwares to use to be able to create my own paper. And I started um, publishing. This was like my first one. Guys, it's so like, it's so sloppy. Now that I look at it, it's so sloppy. But this was my first one. And I featured four entrepreneurs on the back. That's dope. Okay. Yeah. That was my first one, y'all. But, you know, now that I look at it, it's like, wow, what was you thinking? But then um, <laughs> the second year, I came out with this layout to make it a little bit more like concise. Yeah. Okay. But now this is our official layout. So I have an actual mag like mini magazine and it has like four pages. Um it's cool. showing different entrepreneurs and different faculty members on campus that if a black student comes to the school, they know where to go to get a resource like a therapist or you know, stuff like that. Right. So pretty much what I do, my ultimate goal is to, um, well, I'm also managing a team of 30 students. They're reporters, photographers, and graphic designers. I'm teaching them. So they're pretty much relying on me to, you know, get the knowledge that they have. So I've been doing that since 2018. And my ultimate goal is to start my own collegiate news network for the multicultural community. So I want to have this at all predominantly white institutions across the country. And yeah. Congratulations. To wow, you are very awesome. <laughs> that's a lot. That is good. Thank you. For changing the community. That's that's powerful. Awesome. I'm inspired. I'm honestly inspired. Me too. I'm like, huh? And this is the official third season kickoff for this podcast network. So to have you is an honor. Yes, shout out to LinkedIn because I badly be on that site, but shout out to them. <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, because I try to influence as well. Entrepreneurship is the basis of this podcast. So throughout my show, I've ran into, just to get my feet wet, I would just interview with a lot of entrepreneurs. I didn't really, me personally, I don't see race, color issues. Yeah. None of those type of, you know, scenarios where it's like, I make you feel uncomfortable when you're on my show. Mm -hmm. I keep a family oriented network of when you won't hear kicky shoes off, however, right. you, you know, <laughs> you speak to us is how we operate. But right. just hearing that is like super dope. And I think the world needs more of that with everything going on now with the economy, politics, mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic. We swamped, and especially as Black people, we are already considered you know most of us are considered already at the bottom of the totem pole so okay. to hear that is kind of an uprising for us thank you i appreciate it i'm trying y'all like <laughs> it's definitely hard but i'm trying that's all it takes good. just to hear the word try try right right and you did so much though yeah. you know to change the black community as a whole because going to um an all-white school and you said basically uh, not being able to see yourself and uh, different stores or where they get a hair done, you know, Black culture again, they heard done it. That's just powerful, you know, for you to see that and have the compassion and the heart to do that, to serve your community. So that's, that's awesome. That's like, 
I'm not doing enough for my community. <laughs> so that's powerful to know that you had a heart to do that. And that's a blessing too. Thank you. Yeah, I. you are, first of all, you are um, doing a lot for your community. Look at what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like my mom just always taught me, if you see a problem, don't complain about it. Do something to change it. And yes. that you want to see. So it's like, I can't, if I see something, I can't. Don't complain about how I don't like it. I have to do something. It's on me. Absolutely. That's good. Baba taught you well. <laughs> Very well. Because right. I'm kind of from that same background. And, you know, that's what got me into the whole radio business. I started off my career, I wanted to be a music artist, just as you wanted to do the songwriting thing. Yeah. So we both had similar storylines. It was like, I did do the hip hop thing. I was into the rap, but then I got older and I started to be like, man, there's no way I'll be at, you know, a Lil Wayne stature. Like, I'm still in high school writing these rhymes that ain't really picking up nowhere. And so it just got to this point where I got together with a couple of friends and I started just mumming like, man, I want to get in a podcast. Yeah. At first it was like a joke, like, yeah, right. You would never do it. And then some kind of, I was blessed during the three months ago when I first started like somebody hit me up on Facebook and just was like what's your cash app I was like hey okay somebody want to send me some love give them the cash app and next thing you know they sent me the funds to like go get my first microphone it was like you said you want to be a podcaster you're great for it now go do it three months later here we are at who they want Yes, look. Yes. No, I have two things to comment on what you said. So first, I feel like a lot of us creatives always start with music. Honestly, I just really feel like whoever, I don't know, just anybody who else um, that is like doing something big, I feel like you always start somewhere with music. And then right. we build on top of that and it turns into our career or whatever else we want it to be. But then you said... Um, that you had these aspirations and stuff to be like Lil Wayne and stuff with your rapping. And I feel like, you know, I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne had those thoughts too. Like, dang, I don't think I'm going to actually make it. I don't think that, you know, this could be put to use, but look at where he is now. So it's like, it's all about perspective, the mindset. And, you know, it's like while your environment might not support what it is that you want to do, you have to, that's the use of the imagination and just push it. Right, absolutely. It's a struggle, you know, because it's a mental battle, especially when you're dealing with a situation where you can't really get out as much into the world. It's yeah. like, how can I still, you know, be effective without getting infected by what's going on in society? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the best way is to be like, I ain't got to leave my house to mm-hmm. record. I'd rather sit home and just, you know, reach out to the world. And so just like you were speaking about niches to go along with that topic was like, for me, it was like, you know what? I want to do everything I see in everybody else's podcast and then morph it into my own thing. Cause you know, you have those that do storytelling. You have those that do health advice, this, that, and the fourth, everybody got their niche. Right. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make who they want its own niche. Right. I want to talk about everything, conspiracy theories, politics, what's going on in our daily lives, how people feel, whatever. I invite different people. I'm loving the interview skills, though, because I've definitely meet some interesting people. Yes. Just doing this. 
And that's what I love about my job too. Like we're reporting, because um, I also work at a radio station in my town and I'm also a intern for Angela Rye. She's a political commentator on CNN. Um, wow. And it's like with that, I just, I get to meet so many people and that's how I know it's a passion because every time I get done with the interview, it's like, oh, I can't wait to write this up. I can't wait to edit this audio so I can put it on the radio. Like it's just, a passion now so that's the most exciting part yeah I'm glad that you get to experience that too yeah because I was nervous at first it took me a minute to kind of break into it because I couldn't do the solo route like I tried the solo routine of getting on by myself and just trying to talk and then it was like I get choked up just by it being myself yeah. so I ended up connecting with a few friends like Courtney I ended up you know reaching out to her and a couple more pals of mine, and we formed this team where it was like, oh, I love this because everybody's their own person. They have their own personalities. They say whatever they want freely. Yeah. And that's a show. Yeah. So by it being third season, I'm like, now I want to kind of change the game a little bit, kind of elevate the professional side and, you know, be still be me, but at the same time show people, okay, I didn't cut down on so much of the activities that was happening within the you know last few runs. So now you see me embracing this life. Yeah, yeah, definitely embracing your journey. And it's and two is better than one anyway. So that's great that you got this team going. Trust me, I didn't bring everybody with me. It's a whole slew of us. Oh. I left the crazy ones off this particular episode, but shout out to <laughs> you crazy during this show. So if y'all listening, I love y'all. <laughs> he made it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so what are your future goals as far as this going with your career now? Like, what do you see yourself going as far, well, at least as far as this year goes? Ooh, as far as this year, I... Well, right now I'm about to graduate in May, hopefully. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So with that, I have to assign someone to take over my news team, you know, when I get ready to leave. So that's like a huge focus for me is finding my successor so that it can still continue on when I leave. Um, second, it's getting a job. Honestly, y'all, my I have like this dream job and then I have this practical you know this is the way everybody's telling me that I should do so my practical one well my big dream is to like I said get onyx at all predominantly white institutions across the country however um and with that I've had like other schools reach out to me already asking me to start it at their school so I know that it has potential but it's like what do you do once graduate, like, what is the first step to get there, you know, especially because this is this has never been done. So it's like, I can't look at somebody else's path and say, okay, that's, you know, who I should follow. I have to pretty much create this on my own little journey. So right. that's been really like frustrating for me. But ideally, I would want to graduate and um, become a consultant, like, take my business, um, go, going to different schools and consulting with them and showing them how to start um, my newspaper at their school. That's like my dream thing of being able to do. Um, like I said, just going there, teaching people how to set it up, what's all necessary for this to be successful and then moving on to the next school and pretty much, like I said, creating a network of this new team. However, I don't know if 
if it's going to go that, that way in my mind, like that's the way I want it to go. But my mom and like other people are telling me, you know, of course you have to start small. You can't, you know, expect to jump to this high position immediately. Like you have to go and work at a newsroom and learn more about its operation so that you can know how to successfully do this. So I think right now I'm going to go into being a producer um, when I graduate. Um, that's probably going to be the first job I go after. And then um, as a producer, I'm going to save the money that I get to be able to invest in the potential consulting office or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't really have that all figured out just yet, but that's my idea of it going that way. Um, as for something else I want to do is start a sickle cell foundation. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be specifically sickle cell, but it's some, it's like I noticed that a Black person in a predominantly white town, um, I personally have had a lot of struggles with finding a doctor who understands my condition and doesn't treat me as if I'm any other person. Um, I've had issues where doctors give me a medicine that I'm allergic to or they give me something that doesn't have the right reaction on my body. And it's like, those were life-threatening situations. So it's like, if I'm going through this and I have sickle cell anemia, which is terminal, um, I can imagine what someone else who has something even worse than I is going through as well. If they you know, can't find a doctor or have a safe space to talk to someone about their struggles. Cause me personally, I didn't have anybody to talk to about this. Like I'm out here in Illinois by myself, you know, my mom's still in Michigan. So I pretty much had to figure everything out on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I want to create a space for black college students or minority college students who have disabilities to have a space to talk to someone about their struggles and have an advocate to be able to um, be there with them if they are going through something in a hospital and they can't communicate the, the way that they want to. So um, that's like another thing I want to start pretty much. I just don't have the idea completely drawn out, but that's another aspiration of mine. Um, and I also want to have like a headquarters for my news team, because like I said, I'm managing 30 people right now. And it's like they need a space to be able to continue producing their work outside right. of, you know, home or whatever. So I want to do that. Um, yeah. I love hearing that. Just hearing that again lights that flame of inspiration to say, I want to make a difference, even in my condition and things that we go through. That's amazing. I, I salute you, commend you to the highest praise for that, because that is a lot, especially us of the Black, you know, minority pool. And then to be battling with illnesses that, you know, may in some aspects right now may not be as treatable as some other more common situationships you know what I'm saying but to still go and do that it's just like it's powerful to me you know because people don't really see those type of people that again I could take let's just take the chat with Bozeman you know God bless yeah. his soul but he was one of those people battling an ailment that nobody knew mm -hmm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This man did back-to-back -back movies, worked, worked, literally worked his fingers to the bone to give us great entertainment, and then he passed away suddenly. 
you know, even though it may have been his time period, but it was just like, man, to see somebody of that stature dealing with cancer and then still giving his all in everything yeah. in an amazing situation. Yeah, and honestly, that situation, that um, event pretty much inspired me to keep going because it's like, a person dealing with cancer, this man never really complained. You know, you didn't hear anything about what he was going through. So it's like, if he can do it, then I can too, you know? Like, who am I to quit my fight? And I also have a platform. So giving up is not a choice for me. Like, I have people looking up for me. Anytime I, like, post, I, I tend to post um, whenever I'm in the hospital just so that people can see the state that I'm in and then... Mm -hmm. Like a few days later, I'm out and I'm back in the newsroom. I'm back, you know, doing my work. And I've had multiple people inbox me like, Tiffany, I have sickle cell too. And you're an aspiration, you're an inspiration for me because, you know, I thought I could never do certain things. But the fact that you're hospitalized and you making a comeback that fast, that's important to me. And it's like hearing those stories from those people is what keeps me going. Cause it's like, I know that other people are watching me. And so it's like, I don't have a choice to just give up, you know? Right. No, the fight, the fight, the words throwing the towel, that's like obsolete from people like me and you, where you have to sit there and go, you know what? Today, I just feel like I can't do it no more. I've reached my breaking point. Nah, because that little voice going to reach out. You'd be like, what you give it up for? Right. I ain't bringing you this far for you to say no. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the race ain't meant for the fastest sprinter to go ahead and complete it. Sometimes it's meant for you right there that's heading up to first place. It's meant for you to go ahead and grab right. your side of horns. And, you know, that's a blessing. Yeah. And that statue is like, I don't, want, I don't do it for the sympathy. I don't do it for the pity parties. I don't do it for the emotional turmoil. I do it to show you that I am a conqueror. Right. I refuse to be defeated by anything life throws at me. Yes, yes, exactly. And, and I think that's the hard part is that some people don't understand it. They do take it as, oh, this person is probably seeking attention or whatever. But it's like, I keep in mind that I know the purpose for what I'm doing. And that's what it's all about. I just, I realize a lot that people's opinions really can kill you. Um, and yes, Lord. <laughs> I cannot say that I have completely conquered the whole don't care about what people think I, it's a work in progress for me because I used to be like a people pleaser like I would you know sacrifice myself in order to make sure other people was good and so now I'm in a season of Tiffany it's okay to say no Tiffany it's okay to not be okay with something that someone does you know you don't have to compromise your happiness in order to you know be okay like and, and God takes people out your life anytime and it's always for the good you know so that's like a strong belief i have i, I feel you and i actually had that experience it was a few weeks ago we was doing an episode we was doing like a live facebook episode and we had some technical issues go on this one particular episode and you know everything flatlined on and it was kind of every episode to me is important because it's yeah. this my passion it's my mm -hmm. dream and I love having the people that I'm involved with, you know, join in on that dream. And it was like this one episode kind of shattered my spirit because I was like, it never, I ain't going to say never. It's just like, I always deal with little staticky moments, but I've never been to where it's like, oh, great. I got to pull a show 
right. because of this issue. Mm-hmm. And it was like, at that moment, it was sink or swim for me. As a, you know, lead host, it was like, okay, I had to kill the live for a while. Because I thought maybe, you know, the platform I was live streaming from maybe had the issue, which ultimately that's what led to it. But every, it was like at that moment, every fear of being a podcaster had been hit me. And I was like, I'm done. Don't y'all text me. Don't call me. I'm closing shop. And then my team hits me up and they go, nah, you're not a quitter. No. So what? You had one bad episode. Dust it off. You keep going and you keep being the best podcaster because you now are responsible for what people need to uplift them to get them through their daily lives. And like, you going to quit because you had one bad faulty episode. Right. I was like, you know what? That makes sense. So yeah. it was kind of like at that moment, it was coming to grips to being you can't just take one bad moment and make it damaging because other people need it to be uplifted because we I don't know what people go through. Mm-hmm. And I can't be selfish saying I started a podcast because I have a million things on my mind and I just finally want to have that voice to get it all out for people. Right. And then other people go through some things. So I was like, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna carry the torch and I'm gonna pick my team up and we're gonna win. Yeah, and, and you have a responsibility too because your purpose isn't for you, it's for other people. That's something I had to realize. It's like, you know, God didn't create me just to service myself. He created me so that I could service others and bring his mission to earth. So it's like giving up is pretty selfish if I was to do that. And, and that's an important thing to be able to realize because if you're not aware of that, then you'll continue to self-sabotage yourself and then no purpose, you know? And then also something else she said is that your friends were able to reach out to you and say, hey, what you doing? You're not going to quit. And that's very important to have a circle around you of people who are uplifting um, and people who you aspire to be like in a way, because I feel like somebody told me that your circle should include not just people who are like you, but people who have a trait that you want to be like. That way, when you have conversations with them and stuff like that, their qualities will begin to rub off on you and you become a better person. And so just having that positive energy and having people who can bring things to the table is important for success. I'm happy you do have that circle around you. Yeah, it took me a long while to put it together. Because, again, those selfish moments come of you get caught in the dream world. Cause I know most people be like, what are you doing it for? Like right. me, I ain't doing it for the financial standpoint. Yeah. You can make great money in podcasting. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I ain't, cause I'm not to sound dumb. It's like, I'm not money oriented to be yeah. happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that to make me happy, to make me feel like I'm loved. I just genuinely love. That's just my aura. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's where a lot of successful people who like they crash like early on is because they do it for money and it's like the crap that i'm in personally i just know that i go wake up and be excited to do it and that's how you know it's a passion if you're doing it for money then it's like you're going to you know get bored of it a lot of people when i started were just like tiffany you were investing so much into these um prints for my newspaper 
And they were like, you know, what are you gaining from that? You're not gaining any money back. You're, you know, using your own money. I was working three jobs to be able to take those checks to buy my print newsletters. And I would do that weekly. And so that's money that could have been going somewhere else. But I believed in my passion so much that I wanted to continue investing in it. And so it's just like, you know, while other people are telling me, oh, you should be getting money for this. I know that I'm going to get some money eventually, but you have to invest first. And I'm, look, I'm, you know, still kind of like financial wise with my newspapers. I don't have no funding from like a donor or anything like that. I still fund it out of my own pocket, but, you know, I still believe in it that much. So I'm going to continue doing it regardless of the situation. So I salute that. Like you can't be mad at being a self-made hustler. Yeah, because we, we all are like that's just us in general. And I know what you're talking about, about reinvesting, but it takes money to make money. So if I want the perfect quality and I want to look the best or to be more outstanding, I got to invest in me first mm-hmm. and all the rest of trickle in after all that come about. But to be to be where you are is like, man, because sometimes the type of person I'm seeing like, man, if I could look at me like 10 years ago, I probably never would see myself where I am now. I would probably would have been walked away from a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you making me think like, man, I was whew. out there. Like you get to this point where you're like maturity does start to develop. You play around. Like you say, we're human. Nobody's perfect. We ain't saying right. all those other wild and crazy moments. I'm saying like on a professional I got dreams and aspirations to become something. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause again, we tried the music career, tried that. I got into doing the writing, and that's still one of my goals is to write a book. I plan to publish a book. Yes. I have that lined yes. up. So, you know, that's once I start stop what you say, procrastinating on my own dreams, I'll finally get them accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I kind of still deal with procrastination as we speak. Like, I have articles and stuff to write that I have not started yet. And I don't know why. It's just like, I tend to, I'm that person that does things at the last minute. But it's, minute. Always, yeah. it's always my best work, though. Like, it's always something that's greater. I feel mm-hmm. like than if I would have started earlier. But I'm working on that, though, because that's not a good habit to have. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am. You know, I start at the last minute, but it'd be great. It comes out great. And, and I think I work good under pressure. And um, that's how my mindset is. But I want to piggyback what you said about um, about your um, career. We're going to claim it, your career, um, how you don't get money for it and all that. But little that people know is that when you're passionate about something, you don't care about the money. Yep. It's, it's not it's not work to you. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? That's when you know you're in your right, right niche and you're right, um, you're doing, you know, the right thing. So um, that you have to have that mindset. Like I'm a credit agent and sometimes I don't get money for it because people be like, oh, I want to sign up and they change their mind. I love it. So it don't bother me not getting paid. My job is out there to help somebody so they could be able to have a better future, you know, financially or being debt free. And so I don't get mad. People are like, you ain't getting no money for no. And sometimes I get them discounts 
I'm not getting paid when I'm giving you discounts. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to help people. So that's when you know you love it and it's fun. And whatever you touch or whatever you do and helping people, God going to bless you for that. You know, and people be saying, oh, when God going to bless when He going to bless you? You got to be patient. And yeah. so um, you just doing it from the heart. And when yeah. you do it for the heart, God see that. And he, he'll open the door for you that no man could close. You know what I'm saying? So when you were saying, like, when you graduated, you know, trying to um, do the school and all that stuff, you the more you do that, help people, like I said, you thinking right now, you have to think bigger. Hey, I start speaking stuff into my life. I write it down because you the power of your tongue is very powerful. You can speak life or death. And I started thinking big. I started thinking, oh, I'm gonna, my career gonna be big. Uh, a lot of people gonna be underneath me, even when you don't see it at that moment or at that time. You still gotta speak it, and God will manifest it by you saying that and you working hard towards it. God could take a person that's way down and thinking people look down on them because they're at that bottom point. You know, they're at the bottom. Well, where they at is at the top, and God can bring you up to the top. Yep. Yeah. And probably higher than them. So mm -hmm. I always try to think positive and work hard. And what what is my purpose on this earth while I'm here? Mm -hmm. To serve people. That's what our purpose is to help people, and that's what God did. He loved us, and He helped He helped people, and that's our job to help people. And God gonna bless us for doing that. So I commend you on uh, everything that you doing. And I pray to God bless you, open the doors for you that he will blow your mind. Cause, <laughs> cause I mean, that's a, you have a beautiful heart, you know, just you talking, you so sweet. And um, hearing that you want to help people, you know, you don't find too many people want to help people or have compassion and see a need up in the, you know, see a need in the community or who need help. So that's, that's a big thing. So you inspired me. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm glad I could do that. I really, that's all I really want is to just show people that even though we don't, you know, the media is so powerful. We have television, radio, newspaper. And if, you know, none of, most of the time we don't see those positive images of ourselves. So if we constantly see the negative things and that, then we're going to feel limited to those things. And so it's important for someone to be able to pay that idea to the younger generation that, okay, while this may seem this way, we also have other possibilities and other, a wide range of things that we could become. So that's all I wanna do is just show people that they can be more than what they think they can, so. True, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. And it takes people to speak life into you, you know, and sometimes when you don't have that around, it's hard for you to see that. When yeah. around you is nothing but chaos and you don't have nobody to look up to, it's hard. So, yeah. you know, what do people do in that type of situation when they don't have that? And then, like you said, social media is a platform. Everybody on social, social media. Back in the day, it was nothing like this. You know, you had to go door to door. Now you can put everything on social media. So... Yeah. I tell people all the time is you have to encourage yourself. You have to want, you have to change your mindset and you have to know that I am the head and not the tail, you know, and you have to speak that. Like I do that every day. 
I look in the mirror and I speak what I want to be, even though I don't see it at this moment, even though I don't see it in my bank account, even I don't have people around me encourage me. Sometimes I encourage myself and I know what I want to do. So I look in the mirror and say, hey, Courtney, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And I just walk into it and have a positive mindset. And that that's discipline. You have to discipline because, you know, pandemic and now um, the White House situation. Did you see the news today? Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even tune in yet because I just got off of work. I've been hearing about it and I'm just like, oh Lord, what's my, like, about to watch? So, Anarchy yeah. in DC is what you're about to see. <sighs> and, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I saw a video on Twitter, like, some, some group called the White, I mean, the Proud Boys. Um, attacking like police officers and something like that. It was just this big old mob of white people attacking the police and it made me think like, dang, you know, the police not pulling out their guns. They not, you know, doing all that yeah. stuff to them. Yeah. So we'll like, probably accept this beating today. But yeah. let the Africans. What a troop at. Like, what a troop at. Because when we was doing protesting, that was our third five point seconds. Yes. With the, guns, with the dogs. Right. You feel me? We were looters. We were rioters. They was ready to declare martial law, yep. shoot uh-huh. on sight, all that got declared on our generational people. Yes. Yes. And it's, that's crazy to me. Like, they, you know, labeled the Black Lives Matter organization as terrorists. So it's like, but what are you going to name these people that's doing this right now? Like, you know. They're just protesters from Trump administration is what we're going to call them. Yep. Yep, I don't know. That's crazy though. That's crazy. I ain't, I ain't never seen that many people storm through a White House like in my years of living. But today on TV was like, really? That's where we from in America? One president finally decided, I'm not gonna walk out here clean faced. It. I'm. All- when you look over the span of her life, this is nothing but a snap in time. It's just a clip. It doesn't eclipse her whole 51 years that she's been on this earth. It's just this little clip in time. So when you take the last four years in comparison to the 50 years, that's 51 years she's been on this earth, that's nothing. That's nothing. And one of our major philosophies is, um, because I'm a cancer survivor as well. Wait to see what my next computer sale gonna look like before I can come back and pay for it. Nah, he was like, nah, I'm gonna go just like she did. I'm gonna hit this thrift though. Get me a sweater, <laughs> get me some yeah. regular jeans. And yeah. some tennis shoes. Yeah. Probably the most expensive thing he wore may have been his tennis shoes. Exactly. And and then the, the rest is history because you finna make a million dollars. It's only if you know what you got is, is what you got. But I'm saying, I knew what I had and I knew what I was going to do. And look where I'm at now. Hello. Now, and guess where that came from, y'all? The thrift store. The thrift store clothes from Ireland. Okay. Right. <laughs> Listen. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I don't even get my nails done. Everybody, I'm the first model not to have a nails done in America. Okay. You don't know any goddamn model that doesn't get a damn toes done or goddamn nails, but I still make it rock. Y'all still like them damn pictures, don't you? Yeah. I told them I could take a picture in the the most taggiest shit out of you and they were going to like them motherfucking pictures. It's all about how you bring out the pictures. Yes, honey. I told people I started off with a raggedy ass Android. Okay? Yes, okay? <laughs> Listen, a raggedy ass Android, people. I surely did. Yes. Um, 
I call it right because you know I don't upgrade now to the to the uh, iPhones. But right. but listen, oh oh, I'm finna I'm finna I'm finna be done. This is one last tip since we talking about iPhones. One last tip I'm gonna give you: if you're in this industry, you do have to have an iPhone or something that's high class close to an iPhone, which is like I guess a Samsung Galaxy or some shit like that. Whatever just came out, the latest, right. whatever. But you do have to have that because you gotta have quality photos. So I would suggest you look up on some of the you had back then. You felt like you wasted it. No, you've learned the lessons back there that now you're more responsible to make it better now because he would, if he can't trust you with the little things, he won't trust you with the big things. So if he can trust you with this little amount of change that you're given, it's the only amount of time before he makes it rain. So we have to keep that in mind when we're dealing with ourselves and we have to keep it in mind when we see other people who are going through things that this may be their season of storm and be mindful of it. Again, this is a soul to soul interaction. So when I meet people who say that they're not financially ready to purchase a home, I realize this is the time that we do need to speak. This is the time that we do need to talk because I need to help you get to the point of your dream. So don't, a lot of times people try to brush me off like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'll cry when I'm ready. Well, when are you going to start getting ready? When are you going to start getting ready? 